Say, Pastor, I've been going through a hard time. I've facing enemies on all sides. Well, I'll tell you what I tell people. It's time to put down the sword and pick up the fork because Jesus prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies. So you stop fighting and you need to start feasting. There's a few people that grabbed hold of that. Put up the sword, pick up the fork. It's time to eat. Why? Because the battle's already been determined. Jesus wins, and as he is, so are you in this life, the scripture says. She can't lose. It's when I look at the blood and I stop at the cross, see heaven open up in my life, and all I feel is love, love, love. There's no jealousy, there's no striving. See, a lot of people are trying to get to this place in God. The victory and righteousness, peace, and joy. They keep falling into sin and they want to do what's right. They want righteousness. They keep struggling with anxiety and worry. They want peace. Keep struggling with a bad attitude and getting discouraged and being sorrowful and they want joy. And see, the spiritual secret about all this is that what you have to learn to do is you have to start learning how to partake of Jesus because Jesus is the only way you get any of those things. And let me read it to you out of Philippians, what we started. So then, my dear friends, just as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Check out this verse. Change your life. Are you ready? Here's some bread. We had a little wine, now we're gonna have some bread, okay? For it is God who is working in you. Listen to this. this is, it's so sad because as Christians, you get, we get caught into works all the time. Something I have to do. You know, it doesn't take a lot of work to eat. And if it does, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I've never sat down to a steak dinner and been like, oh my God, this is... <sighs> I sit down and I enjoy I enjoy it so much I get it on me I get it on the people next to me I went to a steakhouse with Roger one time you should have seen how much steak he got on everybody it was amazing it was incredible that guy knows how to enjoy listen to this For it is God who's working in you, enabling you both to desire and to work out his good purpose. Listen to it again. You say, what in the world are you talking about? Well, you need to pay attention. I'm preaching fine. You're just not listening. (laughs) For it is God who is working in you I got news for you, church. Raise your hand if you've made a decision to receive Jesus. Jesus is at work within you. I'd rather let him do work in me than me do work in me. I need to receive of his finished work. You know Jesus has already cooked the meal. You just need to eat it. 
That's the problem. So many Christians are talking and complaining and they need to be chewing and drinking. You say, well, well, pastor, that's not the way I live. Well, don't pinch me because I like my life. I don't want to wake up. For it's God who is working in you, enabling you both to desire, but I just sometimes don't want to connect with Jesus. Anybody ever been there before? I'd rather connect with Netflix. Listen to this. God's working in you to enable you to desire him. <laughs> See, we, we don't really have an understanding of how done this thing is. We've got this really dumb doctrine sometimes. Jesus saves you, but then after that, it's up to you. It's always been up to Jesus. Always. Notice how Paul says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You know why this creates fear and trembling? Because this is the exact opposite. When you really get this, the only thing you can do is in fearful trembling worship God because he's that good. Notice what Paul says. To work out your salvation, you have to understand that that word salvation is the word Yeshua, it's Jesus, Jesus is salvation, to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, according to verse 13, is for you to rest in this state of blessedness and understand that if you have received salvation in Jesus, he's doing a work in you as we speak. It's your job to do one thing and one thing alone, partake of him daily. As long as I keep putting Jesus into me, he will do a work in me. As long as I keep eating and drinking the finished meal of the Lord, day in and day out, he will continue to be like food. What happens when you put food into your body? It breaks down at the molecular level and it does a work in you, unseen, undetected but it's actually causing you to what? Live, to have energy. What, what do I partake of when I partake of Jesus as a Christian? Do I partake of browbeating myself because I didn't get all my days in my Bible reading plan that week? Is that how I partake of Jesus? Is through self-condemnation? You know, there's, there's confused brothers and sisters in the world that think that they have to punish themselves for their sins. That whenever they sin, they, they, they whip themselves or they cut themselves, confused, think they're following Jesus and not realizing that Jesus has already borne the stripes for our sins. Listen, we might not whip ourselves physically, but we whip ourselves emotionally by getting into lies and accusations of the enemy. Do you wanna know what finally, if you're pursuing righteousness, allows you to maintain a life of righteousness? It's not working really hard at it. It's surrendering to the finished work of Jesus and partaking of his meal daily. I need to be nourished by him daily. So what am I partaking of when I'm partaking of the Lord daily? Self-condemnation? things that measure my self-righteousness. No, 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 I'm partaking of him, check this out, by means of the Holy Spirit. I'm partaking of him in a mutual relationship. 
I'm partaking. Jesus said these words, that if, that if you connect with him, he says, me and my father will come and make our home in you and we will sup with you. Jesus said that. What did he say? We'll come into you and we will condemn the fire out of you every single day because you're not measuring up to my work on the cross. No, no, he said, if you call out to me, I will come to you and me and my father will make our home with you and we will eat together. We'll sup together. That's what Jesus said. That's how you experience righteousness. That's how sin finally leaves your life is because you finally taste something better than sin. Willpower doesn't get rid of sin. Coming and talking to me doesn't get rid of your sin. Confessing to the priest doesn't get rid of your sin. Jesus' blood gets rid of sin. That's what gets rid of sin. And drinking of the cup of his hands daily. What is that? It's speaking to myself in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs that I'm washed by your blood. Nothing but, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It's coming into a place of rest with Jesus and letting him feed me. Letting him put, because Philippians says in verse 13 that God's working in me to enable me to desire him. People think they have to build this desire for God. If you're making a, if, if you've made a decision to follow Jesus, Jesus is already at work within you to make you desire him. Supernatural, by means of the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. There's nothing you could do to be made right. Jesus had to come do all of it. Not some of it, all of it. So what do I do now? How do I, how do I experience peace? You know, all these uh, you know, positive thinking strategies. Do I put my favorite music on and go to my happy place when I'm having a panic attack? No, what do I do? I partake of Jesus. I posture in my heart in that moment to feast with him, to sup with him. Not in this figurative, ethereal thing, but Jesus said that if I called out to him, he'd come into my heart and make his home there and he'd bring his dad with him and that we would sup together. So when I'm going through anxiety, when I'm going through discouragement, I don't play my favorite song and dance it out. I don't, I don't binge watch my favorite show. I don't comfort eat any McDonald's. I need to get into a place of understanding that what I need to do is feast on the Lord Jesus Christ. How do I do that? There's There's a couple different ways. We looked at one way, speaking to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And I told you that the greatest blessing in our life is the Lord Jesus. Remember I said that? Receiving of him. But the other way that we receive of the Lord Jesus in the way that we partake of him is by Christ in each other. One of the ways I learned to sup with Christ is by getting connected to my brother or my sister. Anybody struggling with a particular thing, trying to let go of sin, trying to let go of anxiety, trying to let go of a bad attitude, and being around somebody that reminds you of Jesus seemed to have a positive effect on you. Be that for somebody else. Be somebody that reminds somebody else of Jesus. Because by doing that, you will remind them to go and sup with him. All this striving in the church. 
all this performing. And the whole time, Jesus was just handing out invitations to a meal. He just wanted to take you to dinner. This whole time. Just wanted to see your face, hear your story, bless you, love you. Last week we had that vision come forward of, you know, Jesus writing out invitations and taking them to people. Do you remember? If you were here last week, I told you it's an invitation to a table, a finished table. When you learn and you say, well, it's, what does it actually mean? You've given me some pieces on what it means to feast on the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I probably should have told you this. Some of it's a mystery. Some of it I can't fully explain. All I know is, is that the more that I sup with him, the better my life is. You say, well, well how are you, why are you telling us about this thing and not being able to explain it? Because I never claimed to be the great teacher. That's the Holy Spirit's job. See, if you wanna figure out how to sup with Jesus, you gotta figure out how to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. People want the steps, don't they? Give me the formula. You know? how, how does that work in your marriage? I want a happy marriage. Give me a formula. It doesn't work that way, does it? There's some tips, some strategies, some principles that you can implement. But I'm telling you this tonight, guys, that we have to learn as the people of God how to have communion with the Holy Spirit. In some areas of your life, you have no need that any man should teach you. But the Holy Spirit will reveal to you all things. See, my job tonight is just to waft some aroma your way of what it means to feast with the Lord. I'm not gonna spell it out for you with 12 or 14 points. My job tonight is just to hopefully initiate a craving on the inside of you. My job tonight is hopefully just to initiate something on the inside of you that makes you say, you know what, I'm, I'm really craving Jesus. One of the ways we feast on Jesus is by quality time with him. Not to get him to like us, but because he likes us. People think they have to spend one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus to get them, him to like them. No, we spend a one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus because he wants to hang out. Does this make any sense? I believe that when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ and then you make a decision to continue to receive of him, that something supernatural is deposited on the inside of you in which God begins working to give you the desire and the ability to do what pleases him. See, the only way to do what pleases God is to get the desire and the ability from him. You, 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 we can't do it on our own. It only comes through partnership with him. And the reason I wanted us to take communion tonight is because last week I talked about how, you know, you have this individual gift and design of God on your life that has made you to be an individual blessing. No one can bless like you can. Remember I said that? No one can bless like you can. But here's the thing about it. When we come to the table of the Lord, what we're doing is we're receiving of Jesus. We're supping with Jesus and we're receiving of him. And what's interesting about this is, is that we receive personally, but all of us coming to the table of the Lord tonight are actually all receiving of the same thing. 
So we receive individually, but we receive corporately at the same time. And there's something about the communion meal of God that is a pattern for a supernatural meal we're supposed to be having through communion with the Holy Spirit. The Lord's table points to a posture of the heart that by the Holy Spirit, I learn how to sup with Jesus. I'm partaking of who he is. And my brothers and sisters in Christ are partaking of who he is. And what that does is it's, it's that, that food goes into my body and now it gives me ability that I didn't have before. That spiritual food goes into my body. When I learn this heart-to-heart connection with God, when I learn this heart-to-heart communion with the Holy Spirit, I'm receiving of Jesus in the same way that food energizes me, Jesus begins to energize me. And as Jesus begins to energize me, he gives me energy and ability to desire him more and do the thing that he's calling me to do. And what ends up happening is, is that Jesus gets deposited in me and Jesus gets deposited in you and in you and in you and in you and we're all connected to the same meal, which means we have the same meal to share with each other and we have the same meal to hopefully learn how to share with the world. Because what gets people to repent is whenever they taste the goodness of God. What gets people to leave a kingdom of darkness and move into a kingdom of light is whenever they see righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. But you won't be able to manifest that if you don't have Jesus in your belly. You got to learn how to partake of the Lord. Not just when we come to the table tonight, but allow the Holy Spirit to deepen in your life what it means to commune with God. The great spiritual secret, if you will. I want to know the secret sauce to Christianity. It's learning how to commune with the Lord Jesus. It's learning how to actually engage with him. It's learning how to respond to the whispers of his voice. Let me tell you this, church. If you don't have personal history with God, you won't have any future kingdom potential. You've got to develop personal history with God. One of the ways that we partake of the Lord Jesus Christ, the primary way, is learning this principle of abiding. Abiding in who he is. Jesus says, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you'll produce much fruit, right? Abiding means I stop striving and I start resting. I start resting in his finished work. People don't understand why they're not bearing fruit in their life. And I talk with them and they have this mentality that Jesus has this long list of things that he wants them to do all the time. I think Jesus has one thing he wants us to do, sup with him, rest with him, abide in him, and then when we do that, a bunch of other stuff will start coming out of my life. He'll start giving me desires for things I've never had desires before. When I started eating regularly with Jesus, my appetite started changing. When I started, when I started rolling with the Holy Ghost and I started allowing myself to get intoxicated in the presence of God, the way I viewed you started changing. The way I viewed myself started changing. What did I have to do? That's it. Not. No. That's what you need to do. 
eat of Jesus and drink of Jesus. You say, well, nothing that you're saying is making sense. It is making sense. It's just spiritual. That's, that's the problem is that we have just so much. Don't get frustrated, Zach. We just have so much carnality in our thinking. We want it to be more complicated than that. When people start talking this way, red flags start going off. That sounds too easy. He's downplaying the work of grace. There's, there's something to this. He's, he's weird. Some of those things might be true. I'm telling you this. Jesus really wants you to just, to just stop for a little bit. Some of you, I just want to shake you and tell you to stop trying to be perfect all the time. Stop trying to perform. Stop imposing the issues that you've had with your natural father onto your heavenly father. He's nothing like your natural father. He's so much better. He's so much more kind. He's so much more gentle. And just start eating what he's serving you. Just say, I'm qualified to sit at the table. The meal he prepared is for me. It's awesome because the meal he cooked for you, you don't even have to share. You just get to eat it yourself. Eat it. And then from there, it just starts producing all this amazing thing into your life. And man, guys, I'm telling you, it just, it, we make things so complicated sometimes. We, we try to impose all these, all these things that, that don't matter. Let me tell you what will just totally change your life. If you believe this, that not only does God, not only does God have the ability to bless you, he has a throbbing desire in his heart to bless you. And see, the thing about it is, is I know I'm talking to my core group here on Wednesdays. They say, Pastor Zach, we, we got all this. This is, this is good. This is on lockdown. Okay, here's the thing. I, I know that, but it's time that we start manifesting these things to other people. See, the same things I'm telling you, we have to tell other people. They say, well, I just, I just don't know about God. Well, he's got a meal prepared for you. Jesus just wants to have dinner with you. I love it. That was a big thing of Jesus when his earthly ministry. You notice he was always constantly having meals with people. Hey, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house for lunch. Why? Because something about eating with Jesus changes who you are. I can't explain it. It's a great mystery. I don't even want to explain it because then it would spoil the fun. Something about allowing yourself to be full of the bread of God and drunk on the wine of God changes who you are. We need less striving and we need more chewing, church. We need less expectation and more manifestation of his presence. Man, I just can't get over how good Jesus is. I'll never be able to get over how good he is. When I talk like a sailor and smoke like a chimney and did all the things that we're not supposed to do. It was Jesus' delight and pleasure to have me at his table. Didn't even make me wash my hands. He said, you're you're hungry more than you know. The woman at the well, he said, if you knew who was asking you for a drink, I'd give you something that you'd never thirst again. 
eating with Jesus changes you. I can't explain it. I don't understand it. But a lot of the time in the beginning of our Christian walk, we get this. And the further and further that we go, if we're not careful, the more and more religious we have a tendency to become. The more and more performance-based and the more and more judgmental of other people we have the ability to be. I think the Lord is just calling us back to just simple things, to be honest with you. Things are just simple and real. A meal with Jesus. I don't know anything less complicated than that. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what you're trying to quit. I don't know what you're trying to start. I don't know where you wanna be or where you've come from, but there's a table prepared for you. It's not the table of the church, it's the table of the Lord. And he's the one that invites you. So those of you that have come often, come. Those of you that have never come before, come. Those of you that don't come as often as you should, the invitation's the same, come. Eat the bread, drink the cup without payment. And watch this start to get into the micro fibers of your life and change the core of who you are. Let me tell you something, listen to me. If you've got people in your life that you're ministering to and you desperately wanna see change in their life, stop critiquing them and start feeding them. I'm gonna tell you one more time. If there's people in your life that you're ministering to and you're wanting to see change and you're wanting to see breakthrough, stop criticizing and start feeding because what changed you will change them. Always. If you want to be a blessing and be blessed, partake of the Lord Jesus Christ and extend the invitation to his table. The more rough and ragged the individual, the more he wants them there. And not only that, he wants you to sit, he wants them to sit by you. The stinkier they are, the closer to you he wants them to be. The more lost they are, the more he wants you to wrap your arms around them and say, you're found. You've been hungry for a long time, but I know this guy that, boy, can he cook. You've got to taste what he can cook. That's why Paul says, you're the aroma of Christ going out into the world. Church, you only smell like where you've been. Make a decision daily to spend a lot of time at the table with the Lord. Amen. Amen. Why don't you stand? Some powerful things are going to happen as we come to the table of the Lord tonight. Powerful things. Oh man, there's people here that have been struggling with rejection. I've been sensing heavy in my spirit, a spirit of rejection. I've been sensing heavy in my spirit, just a, a, a spirit of disqualification or condemnation. Especially for people that are struggling with weaknesses in their flesh. Let me tell you something. There's, there's somebody here. There's gonna be a couple of people here. You've been struggling with a weakness in your flesh and you just keep failing in that particular area. Your heart's for God but you just can't seem to get free. It's not that you're not trying hard enough, you just haven't eaten enough. You just need to keep eating.
You just need to keep worshiping. You just need to keep making melody in your heart to God. You just need to keep going to that life group. You, you just need to keep coming to service. You only have to put up with me on Wednesdays. The, the, the one that teaches goods here on Sunday. So just come for that one. That'll be good too. Listen, you just, you, you said, but pastor, I just keep failing in this area and it's shameful. I know it's shameful, but oh my God, does Jesus love you? I think about one of my children, if they were caught in failing time and time again, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't matter how many times they failed, they still could come sit at the table with me. And there's just people that just, they disqualify themselves from the table because they say, I've made a decision to follow Jesus, but I just still feel so dirty. You say, just come to the table and let him feed you. Please, don't disqualify yourself from his table. He says, come now, let's reason together, you and I. Yeah, your sin is like scarlet, but I'll make it white as snow. And he pours his blood into you. He says, I know you're, you're broken in this area of your flesh. You might be broken in your sexuality tonight. There might be things going on sexually in your life that you feel broken in. There's a weakness in your flesh. It's broken. Jesus says, come sit at my table and let me break my body for you. Eat. Eat. Say, my conscience is so heavy tonight, Pastor. I just feel like I don't even know if I'm saved anymore. I don't know how many people I've talked to that just come to me and in tears. I just don't know if I'm saved anymore. Let me tell you this, nothing neither height nor depth, nor angels or demons. Nothing in all of creation is able to separate you from the love of God. Come to the table. Come eat of the body of the Lord and drink his cup. Let him feed you. Let him love you. Let him pour his life into you. Say, Pastor, the, de the depression is just so real. I need a breakthrough. Let me tell you what you need tonight. You need a full belly. Yes. That's what you need. You need the wine of God. You need the bread of God. You say, Pastor, I'm trying to, I'm trying to quit smoking. Guess what you need? A meal. Just eat of him. Receive of him. I wish I could, I wish I had just so much going off in my heart. I wish that I could put everything that I'm feeling into words, but I can't do it in English. There's just no way I'd be able to do it. I pray that, that you're feeling that draw of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you something miraculous is gonna happen at the table of the Lord tonight. For some of you, this is the bite that causes the tide to turn. For some of you, coming tonight and receiving of that meal is the thing that finally tips the scale in your favor. We have to have this expectation. We have to, we have to discern Christ's body properly. We have to search in our hearts and not just let this be old hat. We have to expect the miraculous when we come to the table of the Lord. And we have to understand that in discerning the body, there's people in the body tonight, in our brothers and sisters that are going through things, that there's brokenness in the room tonight, 
And the beautiful thing is, is that love covers. So as we come to the table, we, co- we choose to cover each other's faults. We choose to lean in to grace. We choose to, we choose to lock onto what's right with our brother or our sister, not stumble over what's not right with them. We choose to sow honor. We choose to operate in a place of rest and of peace. If you're serving elements tonight, would you come? And as, and as, and as you begin to make your way, you're gonna hear the people serving tonight say, this is the body of the Lord broken for you. And when you come, everybody look at me. I don't want you to come because we have to discern this correctly. You don't come to snatch the body, even if you're hungry. You don't come to snatch. You come to receive this way, like a child. So when you come to receive the body, I want you to put your hands like this. And they're gonna break off a piece of the loaf. And that brokenness in Christ's flesh is able to heal a brokenness in your flesh. And you're, gonna, and you're gonna take it, and they're gonna say, this is the body of the Lord broken for you. And they're gonna put it into your hand. And then they're gonna give you the cup, and they're gonna say, this is the blood of Jesus shed for you. And you're gonna receive the cup. And you're gonna go back to your seat, and we're gonna partake together. Father, we pray, search our hearts and know us. And any, any grievous thing in us, as we partake of your body and of your blood tonight, we believe that we are receiving from you the desire and the ability to do what pleases you and it comes no other way except through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we do this tonight in remembrance of you and what you've done and what pathway you've opened up for us as the family of God. If you're, on a, if you're in these two section, this section here, you're gonna line up in this far aisle and you, you're gonna come. And as you come, you're gonna, you're gonna exit to your right to go back to your seat. This, this section here is gonna line up in this aisle here and you're gonna come and then you're gonna go around to your right back to your seat. And then this section over here, you're, you're gonna line up, is it right here, Pastor? Over here, this section, you're gonna line up here and you're gonna come and you're gonna exit to your left back to your seat, okay? Let's come. The Lord invites you to his table tonight to receive. Alex, let's play the song I like. Let's play that while we come to the table.